Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. I'm so sorry it's been another three weeks since I did my last podcast, but thankfully I've got a lot of work out of the way and I'm back to normal again, I hope. Today we're going to do a reading and it's a part one academic, but that means it's also good for general training. It's a very typical general training task in that it's in chronological order. So remember, there are two types of reading texts. One of them is just simply factual, like this one, passage one in academic and passage three in general training. And it just simply goes in order of time. And that really helps us a lot when we look at the questions. So these questions, they actually have a table and it starts in the Middle Ages and it continues until the late 18th century. So all of those questions are going in the same order as they're going in the text. Now, the text also is interesting because it's all about nutmeg. The title is Nutmeg, a Valuable Spice. And it's very, very similar in structure to one that I've done on my website, which is called The Story of Silk. And really, the structure is so similar. It starts with how, um, you know, silk is produced or where it came from and how it was secret and how it was kept a secret and how it was smuggled to other countries and so on and the value of it and things like that. And it's exactly the same with this text. So yet again, it shows how if you practice your your reading by doing IELTS reading texts, you will become very familiar with this pattern and it will make it so much easier for you to quickly find the questions and the answers and just recognize patterns. There are a lot of patterns in this one that I'm going to point out as I go through. It's a difficult text, I think, but that usually means that the questions are easier and they certainly are here. There are three sets of questions. The first is entitled The Nutmeg Tree and Fruit. So this is the very basic background about what nutmeg is. So, of course, you'll go to the first paragraph where it just gives us details about the nutmeg tree. It tells us where it comes from in Southeast Asia, a group of islands in the Banda Sea. And it tells us what the tree looks like. It says it has tough, dark green oval leaves and produces small yellow flowers. It says the fruit is encased in a fleshy husk. Well, you could guess what that means, the kind of skin of the fruit. And it says when the fruit is ripe, the husk splits into two halves and inside is the seed. It's a brown, shiny seed. And this is surrounded by lacy red or crimson covering called an aril. Now, the next sentence is really important. The next sentence says, these are the sources of the two spices, nutmeg and mace. The former 
being produced from the dried seed and the latter from the arrow. Now, I've talked a lot about these two words, the former and the latter. You use them, I see you using them in academic writing task one when you're describing data and you don't want to be repetitive. So they're great to use in writing academic task one. So the former means you're talking about the first thing you mentioned and the latter means you're talking about the second thing that you mentioned. And I've seen it many times being used in reading, especially in the questions. And I'll show you how that works today. Really important for you to understand how former and latter work. Um, and you can almost predict there will be a question when you see those terms being used. So let's look at the first set of questions. It's a gap fill. And it says the leaves of the tree are, number one, something in shape. So we know we're looking for a shape. Now, what will they be? Will they be square, triangle? You know, you can kind of guess that you're looking for a very obvious leaf shape. And when you look at that first paragraph, it says uh, dark green oval leaves. Oval is the answer. O-V-A-L. You need to know that oval is a shape. So it's just vocabulary. That's all you need to know there. Number two says the something surrounds the fruit and breaks open when the fruit is ripe. So you're looking for something which surrounds the fruit like a skin. And as we saw, it says the fruit is encased in a fleshy husk. So H-U-S-K. IELTS doesn't expect you to know these words. What does husk mean? But it expects you to be able to guess from context. This is a reading skill that develops over time. Um, you develop it from, well, the grammar helps you here. It says the fruit is encased in a husk. So the passive, it means it is surrounded by this husk. And that gives you the answer. Number three, it says the something is used to produce the spice nutmeg. So what produces nutmeg? Now we go back to that last sentence and it says the former being produced from the dried seed. So what is the former? The former is nutmeg. Let me read that sentence again. It says, these are the sources of two spices, nutmeg and mace. Nutmeg is number one, mace is number two. The former, meaning nutmeg, number one, being produced from the dried seed. So, what is used? Well, you could guess it. Of course, it is the seed which produces nutmeg. So the last gap fill says the covering known as the aril. I've mentioned this before. The answers in 
inverted commas, here they say a red or crimson covering called an aril. You don't need to know that word, it's in inverted commas. But what does aril do? Well, aril, it says um, the latter from the aril. What is the latter? The latter is the mace. So that is the answer. I guess it's difficult for you to see without reading it, but just remember that the former means the first thing, the latter means the second thing. And you could see that would give you two points here in this gap fill. Also, you know, I talk about general knowledge a lot. Um, this is simply things that you would know from cooking. You would know that nutmeg comes from a seed. Mace, I'm not so sure. Um, I had a lovely American friend when I was living in France and she used to carry mace around with her. It was a kind of pepper spray that you could use if you were um, attacked in the street. I think in Britain it's illegal I'm not sure if you are allowed to carry mace with you where you live, but that's how I learnt about mace. Um, but I think I've got some in my spice cupboard. So, you know, general knowledge again, read as much as you can, live a wide and varied life, and uh, a lot of this will become very easy for you. Um, that's it. So we've talked about the fruit, the nutmeg, what it is. Now we're getting into the history of um, its importance, I guess. And first thing the next paragraph says is it was a highly prized and costly ingredient. I like that, costly. It's a nice synonym for expensive. Um, so it, it would be good to use um, in your task two writing, maybe. Costly ingredients is a nice collocation. So it was costly and it was used as flavouring, medicinal and preservative agent. And the Arabs were the exclusive importers of the spice to Europe. We've seen that before in the silk history of silk and it talks about how important the Arabs were. I'm just looking at it. It is on my website actually. Um, how important it was in a true false not given question right at the end and it said um, oh something about where is it I can't find it now um, Ah, then in the seventh century the Arabs conquered Persia capturing their magnificent silks in the process um, silk production spread as the Arabs swept through these lands so you can see the parallels. And here again, we've got the Arabs importing um, nutmeg to Europe. Um, but they never revealed the exact location of this extremely valuable commodity. So the first true, false, not given question we've got, and there are only three. I love it when we have only three. That means there's going to be one true, one false and one not given. So it says, in the Middle Ages, most Europeans knew where nutmeg was grown. But we've just been told that the Arabs never revealed the exact location. 
you would need to need well need to recognize the word middle ages so that you don't go looking throughout the rest of the text middle ages is in the first line of paragraph 2 so it's it signals that the answer is in this paragraph so number 1 is false most Europeans did not know where nutmeg was grown because the Arabs never revealed the exact location. Question number six in this true-false-not-given set, it says the VOC was the world's first major trading company. You don't need to know what VOC means. You go to paragraph four and the first line says in 1602 Dutch merchants founded the VOC. That's it. Okay, now I've seen this word founded used before. I remember teaching it in my Colchester English Study Centre because my students asked me what's the difference between funded and founded. And we talked about how funded means they gave money, founded means they started something. So you can see the trick here. It says the VOC was the world's first major trading company. The text says that the Dutch merchants founded the VOC. That just means they set up the VOC. It doesn't mean the VOC was the first trading company. Maybe they set up other companies before this. So it signals a not given answer. And to double check, you can ask yourself the question. You can say, what was the world's first major trading company? Is the answer in the text? No. You could ask a yes-no question. You could say, was the VOC the world's first major trading company? Was it yes or no? We can't find the answer. We only found that the Dutch merchants founded the VOC. So we know who founded it and we know when they founded it in 1602. But we don't know if it was the first. It says by 1617 it was the richest in the world. Another trick to make you think that it was the biggest, the best, the richest, the first but actually we do not know that answer. It's not given. So we've got one false, one not given. We can probably guess that number seven is going to be true. And of course, don't guess. <laughs> but if you're in a hurry and you're working fast, you could guess and then go back to check it. It's quite easy to check. We've got a capital letter about the treaty of Breda. So you go through the text, it's the next paragraph, you find the Treaty of Breda in 1667. It's easy to find because of the capital letters. And the question says, following the Treaty of Breda, the Dutch had control of all the islands where the nutmeg grew. Now, I usually warn you when you see all because it's usually false. So you're looking for quantities. Um, did the Dutch control all of the islands that uh, where nutmeg grew after the Treaty of Breda? And what it says is the Dutch had 
a monopoly over the nutmeg trade. Um, okay, you might say, uh, well, there's there's a little bit in between. It says um, the British. It was a story about how the British gave them the island gave them all of the nutmeg trade and they had a monopoly. So, yes, it's true. Following the Treaty of Breda, they had control of all the islands. They had a monopoly. Monopoly is the synonym. You need to know that word, but you could guess it from word formation. Mono meaning one. Um, so that's the second set of questions. Um, I'd just like to point out here another thing I noticed. Um, I always talk about how much uh, the skills are completely linked and that you shouldn't try to separate them. So um, people often ask me um, if they can buy my reading course separately, the listening course separately. And I can't stop you from doing that, but the reason I put everything in the Members Academy is that everything is linked. And I'll show you how here. Um, we did a bar chart in the Members Academy, and it was about three different countries. And I think it was Britain, um, Germany, and the Netherlands. And as we did the Friday feedback, I noticed people were just repeating Netherlands all the time. And we talked about the difference between um, getting a band seven and maybe a band eight. If, if you knew that the Netherlands, the nationality is the Dutch, it doesn't make sense, I know. Um, Spain, Spanish, France, French, the Netherlands is the Dutch. Then you'd be able to use that Dutch as... Um, a synonym for people who come from the Netherlands. You'd be able to use that in your task one and it would really make you stand out. So again, um, this is what comes from experience with the different kind of texts of checking, reviewing and seeing how these things connect. So throughout this whole reading, we talk about the Dutch if you analyze the text yourself later in more detail, as I suggest you always do, you would find that the Dutch means people from the Netherlands. It is actually in the text, but you'd have to see that a few times before you could remember it and use it confidently in uh, your academic writing. So this brings us on to the last uh, set of questions. And this is the table where we've got four time zones. It starts in the Middle Ages. So yes, you do need to go back a little. It doesn't often happen like that. But you do need to go back to paragraph two, where it says the Middle Ages. Then you've got the 16th century, then the 17th century, and then the 18th century. Those are the four um, columns in the table or rows. Um, so the first, it's gap fill again, and it's one word only. So number eight, the first gap fill says nutmeg was brought to Europe, Europe by the something. We've seen this before in paragraph two. We've talked about it 
you know the answer now without reading. It was brought by the Arabs. Notice there has to be an S. It's plural and you don't write the because that's given to you. Um, 16th century, they give you the answer about the European nations taking control of the nutmeg trade. So you skip forward a little bit to the 17th century and it says demand for nutmeg grew as it was believed to be effective against the disease known as the. So you're looking for a disease in the 17th century. Now your general knowledge would tell you, would give you this answer. Especially recently, we've heard so much about pandemics. You've probably been reading about the disease that killed, I think, half of the population in uh, the 17th century. And let's look at the text. It says, thousands of people across Europe were dying of the plague, a highly contagious and deadly disease. So there you go. The plague, strange spelling. They love strange spellings. P-L-A-G-U-E. And uh, yes, again, they give you known as. Very often it's a word that they don't expect you to know, but the text explains it for you. The text says it's a highly uh, contagious and deadly disease. Then it gives you the heading about the Dutch and it gives you four bullet points. So you've got to follow those in the text. First of all, they took control of the Banda Islands, Banda capital B, so you go ahead a little to the paragraph where you can see the Banda Islands. They restricted nutmeg production to a few areas and the text says they concentrated all nutmeg production into a few easily guarded areas. So the next one, the bullet point, is really interesting again because it's actually it was a, a gap fill in the last podcast I did, which was all about eucalyptus trees. And I don't know if you remember, but when we talked about problems, there were three problems with eucalyptus trees. And one problem was that they were putting this substance on the roads and this substance was going into the ground and the trees were absorbing it and it was it was causing them to die. So it's the same substance here. Can you believe it? The same gap fill, just purely coincidence that we did it before. But as I've said before, the same words come up a lot and they love substances. So what did they put on nutmeg to avoid it being cultivated? Now, we know from the eucalyptus reading that they, this substance killed the trees. So we know that this substance, is, it, it stops things from growing. And what it says in the text, it says, in addition, all exported nutmeg was covered with lime. 
to make sure there was no chance a fertile seed could be grown elsewhere. So they covered this nutmeg with lime, L-I-M-E, um, so that it wouldn't grow. And we had that exactly the same thing in the last reading. The final uh, bullet point, it says uh, they finally obtained the island of something from the British. So they, they finally got an island from the British. Which island was it? So there are two islands mentioned. There's the island of Run, R-U-N, and the other island mentioned is Manhattan. Now, this is an interesting story. So it says, if the British would give them the island of Run, so if the British would give the Dutch the island of Run, they would give Britain a much less valuable island in North America. And the British agreed the other island was Manhattan, which is how New Amsterdam became New York. So the question was, what island did the Dutch get? And they got the island of Run, R-U-N. Doesn't matter if you write capital letters or not on the answer sheet. It does not matter. So the final uh, uh, row in the table is about the 18th century. And it brings us to the last paragraph. It says, in 1770, nutmeg plants were secretly taken to where they were taken to somewhere. So let's look. In 1770, a Frenchman named Pierre Poivre successfully smuggled nutmeg plants to safety in Mauritius. That is your answer. Mauritius, difficult spelling because of the sh. Um, they like it because of that. That's all. Mauritius, just copy it. <laughs> And then the final one is interesting, 1778, so find the number in that paragraph, half the Banda Islands nutmeg plantations were destroyed by a something. So we know natural disasters are key words in IELTS. Which natural disaster do you think could destroy these islands? Um, in uh, Indonesia, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> okay, so it says next, in 1778, a volcanic eruption in the Banda region caused a tsunami that wiped out half the nutmeg groves. So you've got two disasters. There was a volcanic eruption and this caused a tsunami. So which one wiped out the nutmeg Groves, of course, it was the tsunami. And again, difficult spelling. That's why they chose it. So just copy it correctly from the text. Notice the synonym for the plantations were destroyed by a tsunami is passive. In the text, it says the tsunami wiped out the nutmeg groves. That's active. So very common gap fill a way to find the answer is to look at that active and passive structure. Okay, so that is it. That was a reading part one about uh, nutmeg. 
It was a chronological, so uh, goes in order of time and uh, a very typical gap fill exercise with true, false, not given. If you'd like more practice, just go and find my website. There's lots of examples there. I've been working really hard to turn them into 10-minute lessons for you. So before there used to be blocks of long text and quite difficult to read. Um, but now I've broken them up so you can easily follow them um, on your phone and look at just the parts you need to analyze for the answers. Of course, I can't put all of these online um, because of copyright reasons, but I'm sure hundreds of other websites do. So you can find this text called Nutmeg, I'm sure, quite easily. Thank you very much for listening. And um, let me know if you've got any requests. I will see you next week. Fingers crossed. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Bye bye.